There's no steps one through five, do this every time. It just doesn't work that way. We are very quick to live in our heads. <laughs> Welcome to Leadership Decanted, our cheeky half edition, where we dare to share unfinished thoughts and ideas around some potentially thorny leadership questions. And even though KG and I can't always be in the same room, we still do this over a glass of our favourite beverage. Hey, Paul, how are you, man? KG, doing okay, doing okay. I am battling a little bit of little sinusy allergy pollen Ooh, thing that's wow. in the air. Wow, wow, wow. That time of Only year, me I down guess. Just a little bit. Let's see how this goes. Well, you look good. You sound good. So, you know, Thanks, if you think it's <laughs> impacting you, it's not really. You're all right. You're all right. I <laughs> uh, say all the nice things. <laughs> so what is on your mind this time? I know we are doing the cheeky half, which is a little bit shorter and sharper. That's right. Cheeky half. I exactly have right. been looking and hearing that you've got some things that you had on your mind. So talk Well, you to know, me. these cheeky halves, as we've mentioned before, just little short, unfinished processes in my head. Yeah, and yeah. I think it just gives listeners a little bit of an insight into what happens in our heads in between oh, episodes. Which is, which scary. is a very scary place. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. One thing I have been thinking about, and I do think about this on and off on a regular basis, but more recently, I have had a few conversations with clients around this notion of courageous conversations. Mm. And, you know, you and I did a podcast episode a little while ago, which I think we titled Leading in Discomfort. Yeah, yeah. Which raised some of those questions. But maybe it's in the zeitgeist. I'm not quite sure what's going on. But a couple of clients, three, you know, two or three clients, have raised this notion of wanting to build some sort of capability or skill in having what they call courageous conversations. Yeah, yeah. Or crucial conversations as per uh, this well-known book that's out there called Crucial Conversations. And there is this concern that people don't know how to navigate conflict. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and conflict arises in for many ways. It, although, it, may I say, conflict is also defined differently for very different people. So what is conflictual for you, for example, might just be a walk in the park with someone else. Yeah. And so the idea of understanding what conflict means, assuming, I mean, my biggest problem is uh, or concern in these conversations is the assumptions that are throwing, being thrown around, around, you know, we all know what conflict is and we all experience conflict the same way. And, and therefore, if we all had just one skill, we'll all be able to deal with conflict. And it's that sort of homogenous approach to these things, these skill sets that A, is problematic and B, is not going to get you the results. That's right. That's right. One. There's no uh, steps one through five, do this every time and you will resolve all conflict and you will be able to handle all conflict. It just That's doesn't right. work that way. And to that point, I've just been mulling over whether, you know, it's not necessarily about acquiring a skill or at least perhaps not at the beginning. Maybe it's about building tolerance yeah. for conflict and maybe not even conflict. Maybe the word is incorrect. Maybe it's building tolerance for heat. Yeah, or discomfort or anything yeah. that kind of pushes against your 
your senses. I don't know because well, that's you, precisely why I use the word heat. heat you yeah, see, yeah. rather than discomfort or conflict, because it feels like everyone's perhaps, and this is a hypothesis. I don't, you know, I don't necessarily have the data to prove it, but I'm, my hypothesis is that you know we all experience discomfort differently. However, I wonder whether if we are attentive to our body and the way that our body reacts, at least for me, I often feel there's a sudden rising heat yeah. when I feel conflict. When I, you know, whether it's in the pit of your stomach or whether it's in your head or, or whether it's in your neck or whatever it is, there's a certain rising heat that, that somehow begins to show up. Yeah, yeah. And often that rising heat is highly uncomfortable. Yes, of course. And we move away from it. And that's because perhaps we have a low tolerance for that. And yet what maybe we could be thinking about or perhaps experimenting with is raising the bar of that tolerance for heat so that we can stay in that conversation or in that scenario just a little bit longer yeah. to allow us to navigate it in a way that's less reactive. Yes. And, and get yourself out of the position where you're feeling like you have to retreat or do something that, like you said, just as a reaction, um, you want to be able to manage it and know how you need to. It's as if if you get involved with a physical heat, like the the stove or the oven, you yes, kind of know. Talked about that. You, you kind of know <laughs> what to do. You know, you know exactly. how to exactly. manage it. You don't just retreat and go away. So yeah, you want to want that uh, ability. Do you have some thinking around how we do that, how we stretch that or, or get that ability? That's a good question. I think when people are asking for increased skills in courageous conversations or crucial conversations, I'm wondering whether it's worth spending time with them building this tolerance. Yeah. And, of course, that always uh, moves me to ask, well, what does it even look like? And I'm wondering whether, firstly, I mean, you'd have to frame this in a way that to say, look, you know, we need to create a climate where in a simulated way, in a way that uh, is safe and yet nevertheless very real. Yeah, feels real. Yeah, so be able to create this so that you can recognize it. First and foremost, I do think it's a question of recognition. What is happening to me? What is yeah. happening? Because you know, we often live in our heads and so we will very quickly join dots and create these logical narratives that in fact don't necessarily stand up, don't necessarily stand up to evidence. Yeah. But, you know, these are the narratives in our heads. And I think often those narratives, because we are very quick to live in our heads, those narratives short circuit or leapfrog the sensory life. And I'm wondering whether one of the ways that we can uh, start thinking about building tolerance is creating scenarios, environments, situations where we know that we're building heat, but we don't create a narrative about it yet. We just stay with it. Yeah. We feel it. We, yeah. we see, and we become attentive to what our body's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sit in it for just a bit longer Ex than Exactly. And, and, and be aware and become aware of, well, where do I want to jump out into? What, you know, what do I want to do? Do I want to jump into logic? Do I want to jump into, I don't know, humor? It's often the case to break conflict. You People crack a joke and it's all very good and funny and, and then it diffuses the conflict or the heat. Uh, what is it that my propensity, if I don't want to stay in the heat, what do I want to do? And then being able to negotiate internally, do I jump now or do I stay in it? Asking those questions that perhaps 
we don't even ask. And asking all of this, experiencing all of this before you start thinking about actually having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Getting, right? So it's, getting it's almost like prepared, it's a pre right? yeah. prelinguistic sort of experience <laughs> of awareness yeah. and being in that heat and understanding uh, what it, that is doing to you and what is what's, what it's doing to your psychosocial skills. Yeah. Right. Because if you are being reflexive and or reactive in our conversations because of the heat, it's going to sound and be taken in a, very differently to if we were having this conversation in the full knowledge of where we were, where we were sitting, how hot it was, being able to navigate that, being able to address the heat or being able to somehow sit in it, learn to sit in it and still speak and interact in ways that are connected with yeah, others. Yeah. That's the skill. That Before is. you even start thinking about how do I talk to this person? Yeah. And, and I think to your point, having the sense of the heat and being able to manage is going to be a bit different for each person, right? And you kind of have to get into a mindset that you have to know your heat tolerance to understand how you're going to manage it. Because I was uh, speaking to a friend actually last week, and we were talking about their reaction to a colleague who uh, raises their voice, right? So my friend was saying, for me, it's nothing. You know, I hear mm. them and I, I realize that, yeah, we've done something that we shouldn't have. So I just take that as I'm going to uh, accept it and move on. And I don't, it doesn't bother me. However, some of the other people in the team are really upset by the tone of voice and it really gets them frazzled and they become uh, different people and, and, and react and upset and things like that. And I thought about that and it's like that heat scenario that you're talking about, the understanding what your levels of what makes you respond to that heat, heat for uh, my friend, maybe something else, you know, maybe it's yeah. not the raising of the voice, maybe it's doing something particular. And for the others, it was the, you know, the tone of the voice that really set them off and got them into a position where they were not themselves, right? They were not just getting on with the work. They were upset and, and so forth. So I think a little bit is finding out who you are through something, you know, whether it's uh, exercises, whether it's just, uh, you know, challenging yourself to say, what is it that sets me off? Or maybe it's thinking back to why do I react so, so to a raised voice? Is that, you know, is that something that stems from something else? Or can I just tolerate that a little bit longer? Know that it, it comes from a p position or place of supposed to be constructive, but their tone doesn't make it sound constructive. Can you do that or can you, can you manage that and, and trying to figure out where, you, where your tolerance is and then you can kind of move forward? That's right. And I'm wondering whether as, as leaders, if you are, for example, leading a team, whether part of the work is being able to just get your team together and, and think, okay, let's, let's understand not only your own level of tolerance for heat and discomfort, but what is what is each other, what are each other's levels? Yeah. How do we know and how do we articulate that? Because normally we don't have a language to articulate that level of discomfort. We just break out into some sort of conflictual situation and we act out, whatever it might be. Yeah. We don't have the language to say, you know, at the moment I'm feeling this rising of the heat and not quite sure what it is. Give me a moment because I really need to address this. 
and eventually it might come a little bit more naturally. Yeah, you might, yeah. You might create a little bit of a language in, in the team, but ultimately it's about you know how do I how do I understand my own tolerance so that I can then prepare the way to have conversations. Yes, that would otherwise not be had. And so I do wonder why you know, why these conflicting conversations or crucial conversations or courageous conversations they are called this. They are qualified with the word courage, or they're qualified with the word crucial because. We aren't sure of the terrain, of the emotional terrain that we're venturing into. Yeah, and therefore yeah. it feels dangerous. Yes. Now it may always feel a little, have a little bit of danger, but if we are clearer about our own emotional terrain and the emotional terrain of those around us, then at least we're all in good faith having that conversation, knowing that people's levels of tolerance and heat are different, and they are less about courageous conversations. They're more about connected. Conversations, yeah, yeah more no. about curious conversations. It's a different level of conversation, I think, rather than the the courageous and the crucial. Because this courageous and crucial qualify for me actually creates heat often, rather than dissipates it. Yeah, and and I liked your phrase that you said connected because that's yeah. really what it it does for me is if you can figure out a way to continue the conversation even in the face of this feels hard. You know, this feels I'm not as comfortable as I was earlier, or I'm not comfortable, but I still have the conversation in a way that really tries to draw out the um, the reason for the comment or how we get past this phase where we are or the this discomfort that we're both having. How do we move forward instead of trying to pretend that it didn't happen or do all those things that we typically do and we don't have the conversation. And I think that's where we want to get to is just get to a point where we can make a good outcome out of something that feels uncomfortable at the time. Sure. And that's where absolutely. we want to be. That's the idea. So I'm just thinking through that. I am kind of developing and designing practices. Some of them are very much uh, adaptations or drawing from other people who are working in this space. But it will be interesting to understand, you know, from our listeners' perspective, have you noticed what conflict does to you? Have you yeah. noticed what what this notion of having to have a conversation that you don't want to have, what it does to your body, what do you think it does to your team? Uh, how do you address that? How do you, what is your tolerance? How do, you, how do you gauge your team's tolerance? It's an interesting conversation to be able to have with your team because it, it, just by naming it also it helps to dissipate that heat a little bit more. I think that's so. the, that's that's the that's the cheeky half. That's the yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Wholly unresolved yet, but that's okay. <laughs> well, we're hoping that you out there in the audience can help us. So, if you have some great things that you've done as a team or you're uh, seeking to do, you you let us know. You ping us, we'll we'll, we'll respond right away. Sure. And, and if you want to be guinea pigs, I'm happy to help. <laughs> we can, <laughs> especially this man. He's good at this. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, everybody. Good to see you, KG. <laughs> great. To See you too, Paul. That is our cheeky half episode. Please let us know what you think, whether you'd like us to expand on any of these topics in our main episodes or any other comment you might have. You can reach us on askus at leadershipdecanted.com. That's A S K U S at leadershipdecanted.com. You can also leave your comments for each of our episodes on our website at leadershipdecanted.com. Thanks for listening.